Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode seven of This Can't Be Discussed Over Tea with your girl Mocha. I know I've been gone for a little while, but your girl has been so busy and exhausted and haven't really had the perfect work-life balance lately, but we're back. We're back. We're feeling good. It's um, sunny out. The the, the weather's kind of crazy, but I'm excited about this episode because I do have a special guest that I've been like waiting to share with you all. So I just um, hope and pray that you all had a beautiful week so far and we can get right into this episode. All right, so my song of the week. Let me tell y'all what's been in the ears. Um, this week is dedicated to my grandma who passed away back in 2019. Um, I know Mother's Day is this weekend and I just really want to show you all the type of woman she was. I remember um, it was December when I was home from for Christmas break from college and I'm a big baby. So I was sitting on her lap and she was rocking me and she was just singing Unforgettable. And um, I think every single time I hear that song, hear it play, it automatically makes me emotional because I just think about that very specific memory and only Lord, only God um, would have known how important that one experience would have been. Because at the time it was just a thing that was second nature to us, singing, loving each other, her rocking me because I'm a big baby. Um, but um, now the song sticks and it has like a very permanent meaning. And I just wanted you all to know that if you love someone, go ahead, listen to that song, think about them because everyone's really, she she was a very beautiful woman. And it was, a I think it was the perfect last song for me to hear from her. So yeah, without further ado, <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty. All right, y'all, it may sound like I'm like running through the intro, but that's because I want y'all to hear the woman that created the voice that's here today. <laughs> like I said, Mother's Day is tomorrow. Well, when you all hear this, it'll be Mother's Day. And what better way to come back on air and to celebrate this than for you all to hear the some beautiful words from my own mother. I love her to death. Um, I'm just super appreciative that she was even willing to come and talk to me a little bit um, today. So without further ado, Mama, you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. Yes. Yeah, so um, before we get started with all the questions and the rundown of like who you are, I want you to share a song of the week or a song that you really love or listen to right now. Okay. My song of the week will be living my life like it's golden by jill scott beautiful it is it is such a vibe you know as a mom as the world keeps going sometimes you just need to get into the sunshine get into the brightness of the world just see the beauty and just let it hit your face Mm -hmm. and thank god for it and i am so loving the sounds of Jill Scott living my life like it's coding during those moments. Yeah, I agree. That I literally just to let y'all know she is a summer baby. She was born in July, so of course, you know, the sun really connected her. But I just will never forget moments of us like in the car in the summertime when I'm like seven or eight and you got the windows rolled down and we singing that. Like, I always think about that. I think about Jill Scott. I think about uh, Mary J. Blige. I think about Ludacris. I think about all those people. I'm like, this feels like. <laughs> 
2007. <laughs> Going somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing that with me, Mama. You're welcome. All right, Mama. So, you want to give people the intro, the little rundown of who you are? Well, my name is Heather. I am a 43-year-old fabulous mother of two beautiful angels. If y'all don't know, Deanna has a beautiful twin sister. So my beautiful twins are 23, and I'm so honored to be their mom. Um, My favorite color is purple. Mm-hmm. I am the only girl mm-hmm. of two older brothers. Um, Yeah, and I try to find my peace. That's something else about me. I love peace. I love normalcy. And sometimes I like being out of the box. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was a perfect, perfect introduction. Just to sum it up, that's my mama, y'all. She is, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's amazing. She's beautiful. I love her. I would say that probably a lot, but it's just because, like, I love her. I don't know what else y'all want to hear from me. But, um, I guess another thing about me, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also six feet. <laughs> Listen, y'all. To those, to those who don't understand why I wear my heels probably almost on a daily basis, to those who are like, how can you do that? How can you do that? Da, 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 da. The confidence, the, the, the dominance of the room is because my mama, like, her, first of all, the, the fits are always fire. The shoes have been eating since day one. Like, my mom is six feet and all. She's walking in some heels. And one thing about it, everyone's going to eat it up every single time. Like, she's always been, I'm not even joking. Like, yeah, no. That's where I get my confidence from. That's where I get, like, the, I don't know. I don't think I'm, I mean, I know I'm tall, but, like, I don't know. I just be, like, maybe because I'm just used to being around very, like, People who can just like grasp energy and just dominate and just feel confident in what you're wearing. I don't really question if I'm too overdressed to go somewhere or if I'm doing something because it's like we we tend to draw attention regardless. So why not look cute while doing it? Like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I got got that from her. But, because you're always the occasion, right? You right. are the and all the time. Right. I don't need no assistance. Also, <laughs> she gave me the mindset that. You buy the outfit, the event come later. So if you ever ask me to go something, I mean, I already have an outfit for it. Like I already bought the thing. I just, knew, I just knew it was coming. Like that's it. <laughs> like how true is that? No, like that's that's been yeah. But the first thing I wanted to ask you for the people, like most of these, I'm pretty all these questions. Um, just to let y'all know, it's not like I haven't had with my mom. I just really feel like definitely now i feel like it's really nice to see and it's really f- refreshing to see children and parents have a conversation about like um expectations what did you expect what did you not expect um and just to shine light on the people that kind of raised us so my first question to you miss cherry um what was your initial reaction when you found out you were pregnant? Before you found out you were pregnant with twins, I know those are very two, probably very two drastic feelings, but your initial reaction when you found out you were pregnant. Well, let's just be honest. When I got pregnant, I was a child. I was only 19. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the fear of being shocked. I was shocked. I was overwhelmed and a little bit afraid. Um, 19, everybody be like, 19, you're grown. And that's just be honest. 19 is not the age of being grown. You're still 19. The fact there is still a teen behind your number lets you know you're not fully grown yet, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that was the fear. Um, so those are my emotions during the time that when I found out that I was pregnant. I was 19. I was very sick at the time, and I was losing weight fast. Um, so it caused me to go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the emergency room, and that's when I found out that I was um, with child. What I would thought was with a child at the mm -hmm. time. Yes. <laughs> so, knowing that feeling, first of all, um, how long was the um, announcement that you were pregnant to? Well, how long was that time from you found out you were just pregnant to you were pregnant with twins? So, um, during the time, like I said, I was I was sick. And um, they made a name, what they would call a uh, urgent uh, ultrasound for me at the time. So about a week later, I went to go have my ultrasound. I literally found out I was pregnant with twins and I was only a month. Wow. I was a little bit over like a month in, in, in like a few days. I, no one found out that early. It's hard to find mm -hmm. out that early. But they saw it. So... Okay, I can't even imagine me and my me being twenty three. I'm like, ah. so um, with um, how I'm trying to figure out how to exactly word this question, but was that like a uh was the shock of it like permanent? Was it like when you first found out? Was it a okay? Let's be proactive now. Was it a I'm stuck right now? Like. What what did was, that look like, and how did that look like for your mom? So, for me, going to the doctor that day, finding like I was having twins, um, I was shocked. I was definitely the nurse was high anxiety, high. Mm -hmm. Um, went to my doctor's appointment, came home, and I was trying to take it in. I was pacing the floor until your grandmother got home because I just needed to see her face, but I didn't know how she would feel about it. She was, we were already on the edge because I'm 19 and I'm pregnant. Um, not in a hostile way, but just mm -hmm. I'm her baby. And, and her baby child. is happy. And, and the, the only, only girl. girl. Yeah, and the only girl. So you're like my baby is having a baby, right? Mm -hmm. But my mom... She comes into work and she looked at me. I'm standing at the window in the living room. And um, I'm looking out the window as she comes in the door. And she says, she looks at me. And I turn to her. And I'm like, Mom, I have something to tell you. And she just looks at me. She said, I already know. God already told me you're having twins. <laughs> And I cannot lie. I think I bust out crying because mm -hmm. I just, I, I didn't know if she was going to be upset or how she was going to react, but she just held me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, baby, it's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. 
and she just loved me up every set like from day one she just loved me up mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful you got you, you though i can truly honestly say the experience with my mom a lot of women don't have mm -hmm. um a lot of teenagers don't have um but she loves me through it she loved me she was never against this she was never um standoffish she welcomed it all you too you and your sister were a true blessing yeah thank you <laughs> oh you're welcome <laughs> okay, um, so when you found out did you have were you already anticipating life with us like when you gave birth to us was there, was there any crazy expectations you had or so many questions you had that only life can answer for you so i didn't have much questions because mm. i didn't know what to ask mm. but to be honest i've been an aunt since i was 10 right so i knew what auntie looked like i didn't know what mommy looked like because auntie is different from mommy mom auntie you get a kid's back mommy the kids ain't going nowhere no. right mm -hmm. um my mom always raised us to know, um, I am grandma. I am not mommy. I am grandma. And <laughs> we, so we already knew that that was a thing, mm -hmm. right? That means whoever, these are your kids and you are the parent. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the, at the same time, my parents built a strong foundation for me. I had a strong foundation that With the questions I might have had at the time, they were already answered for me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, my family didn't leave room, my, my foundation didn't leave room for too many questions. That's a good thing then. Like, at least if you didn't know, you knew you had the space to be like, I don't know, and you have to. I literally it. don't know, but I also took classes. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I also took birthday classes at the hospital. Listen, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. Mm -hmm. um, those helped a lot as well. Then I came home and with the knowledge of my mom, asked her what the brother and teacher told us, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know it's nothing like a black mom, right? Mm -hmm. so, yes. I, I hear what you're saying. I welcomed it because I went all the time. But when I got to my mom, and she would be like, oh, they said this, but do it this way. Or I, I agree with them on this. And I listen. I listen. Mm -hmm. Um excuse me being pregnant wasn't easy she already told me it wasn't going to be easy and definitely with two mm -hmm. um but with two child hello <laughs> she used no. to always call me her unique baby she was like you're so unique even from my illnesses or the things i go through you know we'll mm -hmm. we'll probably talk about that as well but she used to always growing up call me her unique baby and um so this was no different even being pregnant with twins mm -hmm. i was still her unique baby yeah <laughs> wow. okay okay um during that time in your life was there something that well i guess you kind of already answered that but being a young parent was there something that you felt at the time was there ever a, a feeling of this shouldn't be me or was it always like well if this is me i'm gonna have to accept it because i know you know but like 
even when Dej and I had friends that were going through something very similar, like our family was there and was very supportive of it. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I just I just remember certain things or certain films that they would have where it was just like very sad and solemn and never really like excited. It wasn't really exciting until baby got here. It wasn't really excited until things were solidified. Like what did that look like and feel like? And I know you had like just graduated and you Yes, I so I had just graduated from being a medical assistant and I found out the two weeks later, I think it was, that I was pregnant with you and your sister. So I didn't even have time to soak in my, my new my new honor before I became pregnant with child with you and your sister. Mm-hmm. Well, finally now I was pregnant with you and your sister. However, um, can I be raw and honest? Please. Okay. So my dad and my oldest brother and my other older brother, they weren't too big of a fan of me being pregnant. Of course, them all being male mm-hmm. um, and they're you know, your uncles and your de- grandpa, um, they are very overwhelmingly protective, right? And um, so they weren't happy for a while. They they, they had to sit in there. Mm-hmm. But even during that time, it was never a woe me. It was never a woe me because my mom didn't let it be a woe me. Mm-hmm. Um, life happens. Life happens. I would never, I know people be like, oh, when you're young, you make a mistake. My children are never a mistake. Now, was it planned? Absolutely not. But did I have unprotected sex? Yes, I did. So that is the okay mm-hmm. when I got pregnant. You understand what I'm saying? There's no, you might not plan for it, but the mere fact that you have an unprotected sex lets you know you can get pregnant. Consequences Yes, right. So, and I will, I, will, I don't even take you all as a consequence mm-hmm. because that's just life happening. I got pregnant for having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. And that's the raw truth of it. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. I might have been 19. I know what unprotected sex is for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to feel the um, the frustration of my pregnancy as if it was something that bad that happened to me. It wasn't nothing bad that happened to me. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, because you have heard the stories that mommy was sick the yeah. basically the whole nine months, mm-hmm. right? With I had, you know, the the morning sickness, twenty four hours that last the whole nine months. I had spits. That was the weirdest thing. <laughs> Who had spit? Like I'm spitting in jugs of water jugs all day long, right? And it would never go away for like four or five months. I'm literally walking around with jugs spitting. Wow. Couldn't even go outside in public. What the work? My co-workers will bring me jugs, empty jugs to work because that's how bad my spits were. Mm-hmm. So being sickly through it is one thing. But never, never, never felt woke. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to be woke. I had a good pregnancy. In spite of, mm-hmm. okay, I really, really, really did. 
All right, Mama, thank you for um, being so vulnerable and, and sharing that experience because I know for sure physically it was not an easy, easy pregnancy at all. But I have a question when you're talking about what you just like, you just graduated at 19, um, you did all of that. I, I'm wondering if there was ever a time, or if you still, because I feel like that's, this is a valid thing to feel, but also I'm not a parent, so I wouldn't know. But have you ever um felt like or pictured what your life would have been like if you didn't have kids at all or if you didn't have kids so young let's just be honest i think um i wouldn't uh, i would be lying if i said i didn't Mm -hmm. um of course being a parent means giving up oneself unless also be honest to know that being the baby girl of two older brothers that was <laughs> difficult mommy was say i was full of ride and that's why god had to give me twin daughters because <laughs> that's how much attention it took i had on me right mm-hmm. um but let me also make it perfectly clear i can't imagine my life without you there are moments where I used to have, I probably wouldn't even been here. And I mean, here in DC, mm-hmm. had I not had kids so young and did this so young. But life without you, I wouldn't even know what the purpose would be. Mm-hmm. And it could have been because I was so young. But you guys have made my adult life so amazing. Um, Hard times, yes, of course. But everything is worth it. Everything helped me grow. It maneuvers me. Um, Nothing check you like your child will check you, if that makes (laughs) sense. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even being a bad way it's just that (sighs) children should make you self-check they should they should make you make make sure that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing correctly not perfectly Mm -hmm. but correctly i'm not perfect god knows i'm not i fall short many a times but having children to allow you the space to get back up and do it right the next time or you guys and sometimes I used to have to come to you and apologize for things. You will rub my shoulder or hit rub my back like your old women. But I guess hey mommy, it's okay. It it will be better. Not never underestimate the joy you bring and the purpose you bring in my life. Yes, I used to think about it, but I wouldn't know what that life is. So I never even wanted to touch it. To go there mentally and be like, well, if I did, that brings up another part to me, an anger that I never wanted to touch. Mm -hmm. Something has to be going on inside of you internally to make you want to go there. Or if I didn't have them, (laughs) I don't know what life, no, I wanted you from day one. 
no, I'm not say from day one, but from the moments right. when I decided, like, this is what we're going to go through it with. From the moment I found out I was having multiples, I wanted you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I've been on that journey of wanting you ever since. I love does that you. answer your question? That does. I love you so with navigating the pregnancy and labor and hours of labor and all of that, what has been the most rewarding thing about being a parent? Um, for your like, yes, also being a parent, but also what's the most rewarding thing about just being an adult woman in general? Because I do know, like, of course, you're a mom, but you also have an identity identity outside of us. Um, that I truly love and value, and I personally love watching you tap into that. Over, I would say over the past three, four years, like you've really hit a realization where you're like, I'm not just mom, I'm not just sister, I'm not just, you know, aunt. Like, so what's the most rewarding thing about being a mom first, and then we could go back to that question about the most rewarding thing in general. Okay, my most rewarding thing about being a mom is you and your sister watching the fruits of my labor mm-hmm. and that's my labor as in being the mother of it right i'm the head of it watching you guys grow and develop into the beautiful young woman that you are and all the experiences that you had in your life that's the that's the beauty in being a mother. If you guys never heard of Deja and Deanna Cherry, let me tell you, find them and find it out. These babies, since the time they came out the womb almost, these babies have been playing sports, they have been modeling, they have been singing, they have been dancing, they have been doing business meetings for schools, they have been doing so much at such a young age that it's impossible it's impossible for me not to sit back and watch the beauty and the fruits of my labor i am without an honor i'm sorry without a shadow of a doubt so proud of you ladies mm-hmm. it's impossible not to be is it easy absolutely not being a parent is the most hardest job that you ever have. Being a parent is not for the lighthearted. But when you show up correctly and you put in the work, I am so honored. I am so honored that God chose me. He chose me to be your mother, to be Daisha's mother. He chose me. He trusted me with two lives that I didn't even know. But he's like, you're going to get to know him. And it's going to be all right. <laughs> and that's the beauty in being a mother for me. Mm-hmm. You know, being a single mother is not easy. Women out there, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. We are tired. But when you look in the joy of their faces... And the innocence of them, they didn't ask to be here. So, okay, I'm tired. I'll get up and still make breakfast. 
I'm tired of still cook dinner. I'm tired. I'll still show up at the play. I'll still do it. Unless there's a medical reason why I can't, I am showing up, tired and all. Mm -hmm. I will, your, my reward, so the reward is seeing a smile on your faces. Seeing all your accomplishments sticking beside you through thick and thin, not letting you get up and quit. It's, it's different than you being frustrated mm -hmm. with something and being like, I don't want to do it no more because I'm frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. Then, so mommy, I want to quit just to quit. I always say, if you start this, yeah, finish it. Mm -hmm. Don't get in here. Because one one week is too hard for you to so say you're not going to do it because I'm not letting you quit. Now, if there's a, a threat to you, that's one thing. But if you're going to quit just to be like, I don't want to no, know, you signed up for it. So we're going to stick it out to the end. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm I, I'm your biggest fan. So I hope that answers the question yeah. of except, what makes Except uh, soccer. I will never forget Deja and I went to that one soccer meeting. <laughs> And I was like, I gotta find an excuse so she don't bring us back here because child, the, the soccer coach was so mean. I, I really, for those who don't know, I legit hate sweating, but for track, I didn't care. But for some reason, any other sport like basketball, I hated sweating. It's like I could, I, I felt it, but I guess because I love track so much, it was a sacrifice I never thought about until the end. That's I was like, I'm out here sweating, soccer. it's nasty. The, the coach is mean. You just kicking this little thing. I'm getting grass things. I hated it. I said absolutely not, but that was the I one thing. I want to let y'all know they played pee wee soccer. That's how far her memory goes back. Yeah, she was in pre K, kindergarten, and first grade when she played pee wee soccer. He that is so mean. funny that you went back that far. And you remembered that, mommy. He was mean. Like I was like absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not. Like who you think who you think you're talking to at this point? Like I would get up out of here. Like, but yeah, I would never. Forget. I think we, I think if I'm not if my memory serves us right, I think Dave's not literally only went to one one, one tryout try, one, or one, one yeah, meeting. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, y'all had one meeting. Yeah. yeah, one meeting, and I was like, absolutely not, not for yeah, me. Yeah, but, it's yeah. like, mommy, I don't want to go no more, and you never went anymore. Never went anymore because because <laughs> who child? So, and I know, I know soccer is like the most famous sport, but I, to me, I cannot relate. Like, yeah, absolutely not. And that's okay. Exactly. There was a hundred other things for you there to do. There was a hundred other things for us to do. Like, I don't miss it not one bit. That was not a, yeah. A, a, yeah. So. <laughs> and what was the next question? All right. So now you just being a, a woman yourself, what is, what has been, Outside of parenting, like outside of Deja and I, as a woman, what has been the most rewarding thing? Like I know, like just as life, life in itself, like is it something? Is this reward something you're working towards, or something that's already existed, or what's this? As a woman, just what's been the most rewarding thing for you? Hmm. That's such a um, um a huge question. Can I say? I'm finding myself. Is that a good question? I've been That's a mom. We, we, we're saying I've been a mom. Let's be honest. Since I got pregnant, basically at 19. Um, 
as I've always been full. I'm finding myself and I'm finding myself with joy. I'm finding myself with peace, learning how to maneuver through this crazy world that we live in without having the title of mom being every day all day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, learning how to parent different. I um I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when you were growing up? Um, we used to have those expect. I used to have expectation letters. We used to do our summer. I call them um love letters. Yes. To you and your sister. Handwritten. Handwritten love yes, letters. And on your pillows. On your pillows, and I will um tell you what I expect out of you for the first half of your school. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get one at Christmas time, another love letter, because that will be towards the end of your school. Learning how to love letter me. Expect, I expect you to be different in the next six months and somehow, mm -hmm. some way. Um, you know, I deal with anxiety. Um, on top of having chronic fibromyalgia, you have these... Um, moments where you you're stuck and that's because you have a fear well i have a fear of, of moving too soon too fast because of my illness right. learning how to be okay in my skin like i don't feel good and being okay with the sign i don't feel good you know mm -hmm. i used to feel guilty because i couldn't show up places I don't feel good or I don't feel like it. Right. I was telling my coworkers, um, I think it was last week or week before last, like I'm still recovering from when the twins were in school. Like I am tired and it's okay to be tired, but it's okay to smell the roses. And if you want to smell the roses alone, smell the roses alone. You don't need an entourage, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's not easy. It's, I, I'm still growing in that question. I'm still learning in that question. But my good, uh, I call her one of my sisters at work. Her name is Diane. Mm -hmm. I, I tell her, because she mentioned choosing peace at the beginning of the year. And I said, that's what it is. I'm choosing peace. I'm choosing peace peace because you know not only am i a mother full-time i have parents that i've been taking care of mm -hmm. on top of being sick myself mm -hmm. um so i wear many hats and now that my mom is gone i still have my dad mm -hmm. and just like having you as a reward having him as my reward as well i would do it all to take care of him to make sure he's good um but in the but midst of I've that, make learned, sure you're taking care of yourself too. Exactly. So I'm learning how to make sure Heather in the process is taken care of. It's like letting my brothers know, hey, no one can be a caregiver 365 and still battle or illness and be okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need a day off. I need some time off. I need some. And you know me, I love my staycations. I love going to a hotel. And mm -hmm. I've been doing that with y'all since you were babies. Like, this mm -hmm. is my thing. I love taking that peace time for me. Right. To be in your own space. And if you can't go nowhere, run yourself a bubble bath. Run yourself a good hot shower. Grab a glass of wine and be okay. 
don't let the stereotype of the world dictate how you live within your peace. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, God has been so good to me. Amen. He has brought me so far. And he continuously take me. And I am welcoming all the things that he has given to me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the answer I have to your question, I guess. <laughs> I, I asked that question because there are so many young women, specifically young black women, that feel so lost in early ages. Like, as you know, like, I'm only 23 and I've really been going through it, but I call you because I feel like there needs to be more, I don't know if it's just more mothers or more black women in general that need to be more open about the fact that you never get to a point where you are completely 100% set and you're completely 100% like, like your entire life is a navigation. And I, I wanted to make sure that people heard that response because you're right. You are, you've been a mom. You've been a mom longer than you weren't. So uh -huh. you are just now finding yourself. So I feel like it's important for people like Deja and I and people who are like us who feel so hopeless at the age of 20 and be like, I don't know who I am. I can't find myself. I can't figure it out. I feel like still now me being 23, I moved here, but I still don't know who I am or who I'm destined to be. I'm still panicking whether this decision is the right decision. But that is a cycle that you're gonna go like you're gonna experience. That's with or without child, that's with or without whatever, like you're gonna experience that. And I know it's ten times harder with, with being a parent and uh -huh. being a caretaker. That's ten times harder. Um but I just feel like more black women specifically need to hear that they don't they don't need to have it all together because the way That's society the way society wants us to show up is you show up a hundred percent fully know everything know this know that know that but they don't really allow us space like it's not like us to show up and not have everything together so i want people to know that someone who's as put together as you are someone who's as loving and as caring as open armed as you are you're still you have things together, but you're still finding who you are. And that will never yeah. stop. And it shouldn't, I believe. I feel like that shouldn't stop. Let's just be honest on that. You would never, if you stay stagnant in the same place forever, you're not growing. God did not create us to stay stagnant into the same place. Right. You're supposed to grow. The, I used to hate the question, what is your five-year plan? Like, you can give me a rough draft for what your five-year plan is. But <laughs> what was the, what's the, what's the, what's the old uh, joke that says, show God your plan and he's going to show you his. Listen, and watch him you understand what listen, I'm saying? Listen. You cannot. If someone would have told me at 43, no, let's just go back. If someone would have told me that at 30 was twins about to turn 10 that heather you will have to stop working because the illness that you did not ask for but god placed on you hmm i'd have been like it's impossible who me mm -hmm. it ain't gonna work matter of fact i said that 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I was out of year work for how long, baby? For 10 whole years. Mm-hmm. When did I go back to work? For 10 to, 2010, I got to start working. I went back to work in 2020. Yeah. And let's just to be honest, we never missed a meal. Nope. We always had a roof over our heads. Mm-hmm. We still went on vacation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting child support. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? God still provided a way. You never know what your life is going to turn out to be. Right. So even if you're not sickly, you never, listen, you're supposed to continuously grow. Right. It's okay at 43 that I'm still finding myself because this is another chapter for me. I've never been 43 so i am in this chapter of 43 and doing something now i'm not stagnant i'm going out here i'm going to work i'm paying my bills it's not easy but i'm doing it listen don't nobody know your path but you and god what i always tell you about doing your sister i've always told you even and when you were in school and you bought me something new that you wanted to join if this is what god told you to do do it then do it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stand in between what your prayers are when you talk to the Heavenly Father. Right. My job is to show up for you. When you were in college and you went to that PWI and you were like, Mommy, I'm done. I don't know why we pay, why 70000 for here, but uh, right. we're done. Yeah. We, we want to leave today. Like, can we leave today? <laughs> Let's pack up right now. No. Let's start in a few. That's, you got to stick it out to the rest of the school system because this mm-hmm. is something that you, you know, you're here. I want you to stick it out to the rest of the school with, yes, you can transfer. Mm-hmm. At the end, I didn't put that in yet. God had already told me that he, you guys was leaving. When you came to me and talked to me about it at Christmas, I said, of course you can. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that came out of my mouth. Why? Because he had already put it in my heart. Yeah, already put it in my heart that y'all was changing our majors. You remember? I was about to say, I was just about to say, I would never forget. I was freaking out because in what world? Because in my mind, I was like, in what world is a parent going to accept their child that came in for law to leave with fashion? In what world would that have made sense? But the way that you and grandma, the way you all were like, that makes sense for you. (laughs) They were like, like, if if, like if that if that if that's what y'all what y'all want to do, stay with Deja. They just decided yeah. to take your major. It was like, maybe is that what you want to do? From psychology to business, to, uh, business from business, business to psychology. To psychology. It it just it it was like it was so many pivotal points that I think about where I'm like, that was much easier than I than I thought it would be. But I feel like it's because of that five year plan. Like yes, people who don't know my my twin sister and I had a nonprofit organization, and that was one thing that we have to do. Like the Three months, six months, nine months, a year, five years. Those plans make sense. Those three pl- months, six months, nine months, one year, two years make sense. Yes. But that's like I said, you moved from DC to Charlotte with over only six weeks of us thinking. I'm thinking, exactly. And originally I was going to move to Orlando. So, exactly. <laughs> so, the, you I, that? so I feel like hearing that is so validating because when I tell people that I don't believe in a five year plan anymore, and I believe that goals like like three years and, and, and five year plans are more crippling than anything is because though the idea that the person I wanted to be that made that five year plan in high school was currently not the person I was when I was 20 made it harder for me to pivot when it was time for me to pivot. 
if it, if it, yeah. it was like my de- my decision to come and talk to you was delayed because I'm like, but five years ago I said I wanted to be da 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 da. But in what world did my five year old self, my five uh my myself five years ago, know the type of dynamic here? And you know the other day you Dej and I were on the phone, and we were talking about the main thing that we we've, we've learned from you specifically. But like growing up, the main thing we learned too was the importance of pivoting, like of adjusting to whatever life had for us. Unfortunately, it's because we did grow up in a house where we had a sick mom, um, a lot of health issues, a lot of stuff. And I was telling people, I'm like, nothing changes your mind more than seeing your mom on her deathbed, which it w- w- could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I constantly think about, um, how how Deja and I quickly went from being like just small things, like how Deja and I went from being car babies to the kids that were like, we're gonna take the bus because you like granted we didn't take the bus all the time, <laughs> but it was just so crazy. Like life just had to to pivot for us because we were like, it's sometimes mommy can't get up and do something. Like we know you were still there times where you come home and doctors say you have to be on bed rest and. All this other stuff on top of that, like Deja getting really sick and even her pivoting, like y'all don't know. My sister had like, I, if she wants to share that story, I'll let her share it. But just like an overview, my sister was very sick for what felt like forever. Um, but the way that she came back to school, graduated on time and still went to school in the midst of every sickness she had would never not like it would never just be something Baby, I about. You, but you're leaving out how sick you were as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was also a yeah. very, I was also very sick. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, that's, yeah. you you can't leave out your chapter, your chapter as well. And sometimes it was both of you at the same time, right? Sometimes it was um, all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, so but you, like this truth. Yeah, and that's what I said earlier. And as a mother, you don't get to take it. That's why I say it's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. In spite of everything, you still want to be that mother, mm-hmm. you know? But in, at the end of the day, learning how to maneuver in those times right. with prayer, with a strong foundation, in order for me to be the mother that I was, that I am, mm-hmm. I had to have a foundation to, to hold me up. Yeah, absolutely right about that. Because it's not just me. My mother was was an amazing. She 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 mm, don't, don't nobody. Mm, she she was amazing, right? Yes, she was. She was one of a kind. And don't get me wrong, I had a father who has my back as well. Right. He would come and get my babies from school. He would even drop them off. He might be driving two miles per hour. Oh, oh Lord. Get them back. I'm like, why would take you 30 minutes to go down the street? <laughs> but he would get them babies to school. Even in the snow, he would get y'all to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing. And on top of that, I had brothers. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put the kids, I'm going to take them. Your Uncle Paul is picking y'all up, taking y'all to, to all you can eat buffets. And yeah, yeah. Christmas, get y'all. Almost every month or every other week or so to make sure you're going to the movies and make sure you're interacting to make I have a foundation. Mm-hmm. 
Your Uncle Kevin, literally, when you come with a foundation, we are blessed already. We don't have much, but what we have, we are honored. Mm -hmm. God has provided. Right. And continuously provide. And that's why we don't believe in the five-year plan. And this is why we don't believe. Give me two years. If you tell me what you want in two years, I can tell you. Right. And realistically, that still may not have, like, it still may not be possible. I'll just say that because who I am two years, like, like I said, look how fast it's turned around for you to move there. Listen. And you loved your luxury apartment. Listen. Listen, Cass, this baby had, they had a luxury apartment at 21. You hear me? Come on. With all the bills and wheels. With all all of them. You lived that kind of luxury. And then you was like, okay, it's time for me to go. I miss it, but... My time here is over. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, like you said, you never know. You didn't know in January last year that by August you'd be somewhere else. I didn't know in July. Even I didn't know July first. I was going to be gone in August. That's, you didn't know August first. I didn't know August first. You're right. I didn't even know August first. I was going to be gone in August. Like, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Yeah. So let's just talk about it. Yeah. That, and I feel like because we came with a, some support systems, I'm not. And y'all, I'm not saying that it was like the most perfect, perfect, perfect family. But I do want people to know that when you come with a certain level of support system. It allowed my family to become support systems for other people. Like my mom had doors open for friends, for people who needed to vent. My mom was also a parent to quite a few um, of our close friends, and she became a support system for those people who didn't have um, a supportive household. And I will always be super grateful, and I know they are always super grateful. I just have friends that come in and be like, okay, where's mom? I'm like, you don't, you're my friend and you're not even coming to see me. They will literally just go <laughs> and talk to her because at that time, I feel like they really did need a, a parent. And I will never forget one time something happened to uh, somebody that I was kind of friends with at the time. I used to be friends with her, but I had to kind of cut her off. Uh, something happened to her in school. And I remember I was sitting in the office. It was like senior year. And um, she looked at me and she was like, can you call your mom? I was like, you don't want to call your parents? She's like, can you call your mom, please? Can you call your mom? Guess when my mom was there. And it's just like, seeing like, obviously you appreciate your parent for being your parent, but when you realize that the rest of the world loves you as much as you love them, it's almost like a, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right, right? Because my mom was like the helicopter parent, but she was just very protective. And she had, I mean, she had every right to be. She she had kids that was doing any and everything and traveling and doing all these things. But one thing my mom also did was pivoted. Like our our dynamic from her being, from us being kids to us being teens to us being adults, she pivoted her parenting style. Because people don't believe, don't think like she kind of helicopter now because no one ever imagined us moving, but the things like my mom realized, like these are adults now that they have to make their own decisions, but I'm still the mother at the end of the day. And it's just that, that beautiful transition is just like amazing. Like you learn, you like trust yourself enough to know that you did what you could, you could have. And if you trust your, your parenting instinct enough, you were like, I can kind of let go. Like you still, obviously we talk every single day. Um, but you pivoted so well with that new journey. Like when I called you and I'm like, Hey girl, 
I'm I'm moving. Like I ain't aware yet, but I was like, I have a gut feeling that I'm gonna move. And you were just like, okay, what you need help with? Like you need help looking for apartments. Like da da da. It was such a swift transition, and it happens literally in a blink of an eye. I tell people how fast. I got the job in the apartment. I was like, I bought my flight ticket to Charlotte the night before coming to Charlotte. Like, it was crazy. Um, but you have never lacked in your support, your love. Um, what I, even if I it's, always ask you, mm-hmm. how do I parenting you in this chapter? You already know this. Mm-hmm. I always tell you and your sister. Okay, so and it's frustrating sometimes we get into heated arguments on because everybody's growing and everything is moving so fast that it's so much emotion that's built up. Okay, then how do you want me to parent you in this chapter? Then learning healthy adult boundaries. Right. Right? And and, and that's not easy for me either. I can only um, imagine. It's scary out here. It's scary. I You already know I already wanted y'all in a bubble. Mm-hmm. But... And I was. It's, 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 I don't look at hella confident parent. It depends on what kind of hella confident parent. Because mm-hmm. you went on field trips, you you went out the country, you went to London, you went to Costa Rica. Like y'all, y'all was in school doing things. Mm-hmm. Um. However, if you want to know if I'm going to stay on top of you, if I'm, I'm a, y'all had a cell phone since you were nine years old. A lot of people were like, my baby's not getting a cell phone. Asian Diana had cell phone. Mm-hmm. And nine years old because they was on the track scene. They did things. Mommy had to go to work. Right. It's things that need to be done. I need to see my kids. Make sure they're good. You understand? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a negative. It's not a negative. I know sometimes when you're growing up, you you look at it as a negative because you're like, my friends' parents don't do this, but mommy, you did. So it's, why are you always? And I'm like, you've been raised in my house. You're my child. Mm-hmm. And then you can also look at the same kids' parents and be like, but they always need my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, even me telling your friends, parents, when you come into my house, I am I am Mrs. Cherry, or you can call me Mama Cherry. Mm-hmm. I'm always ma'am and yes ma'am. You are not going to yell me. You're not going to know me. You're not going to harm me. I am a whole adult. And you're going to watch your mouth and your manners. I mm-hmm. am a strict parent. And I don't play these games, but I'm going to love you up. Mm-hmm. I'll cook with you. I'll cook for you. I'll do whatever you need to do. I'll dance with you. I'm singing with you. I'm partying with you. I'm going to put you to bed. Make sure you're smelling good. I will do mm-hmm. your hair. Mm-hmm. But you're going to respect me in the end. Right. You know, right. and I don't, as you get older, you'll see the difference in two as a child, because I know me as a child, I didn't understand. Like, dang, mommy, why I got to have all these rules and regulations? And why I got to go to etiquette classes? And why I got to take mm-hmm. these things? Like, but as an adult, I thank her for it. I thank her for everything she installed in me. And the only thing she used to say, she wouldn't argue with me. She would just be like, because you're my daughter. And that would be the whole sentence in a nutshell. She was not arguing because, you know, my, my mom did not yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Didn't play. Um... Then I had my daughters because you're my daughter. That's it. Cause you're, I get it. Cause you're my daughter and I'm okay with that. And now when you one day maybe have your daughters, 
you will understand where because you're my daughter i want you to have the best in this crazy world as a black woman because you're going to be a black woman in this crazy world they would tell you to lay down your manners and respect that you don't need substance to hope for and all of these things to be grounded in this world. You can just go about your life. That's not how you were created. It's not what you were created to do. Have standards, have morals. Be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can be really true to yourself if you constantly do the work of self-love. And self-reflection, like her. Definitely, you've got yeah. to correct yourself. Don't lie you to yourself in correction because it's going to hurt you in the end. Mm-hmm. But if you start learning who you are, just standing on your own to feet, God, who you create me to be. God, what is my purpose this month? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose this week? Because sometimes we got to go week by week. Mm-hmm. When you stand on that kind of foundation, You'll be amazed what your future looks like. You don't even have to ask me, what's my tutor, wherever God leads me. Wherever he leads me, I'm a stand. And if you don't like that chapter, Lord, Lord, I don't like this chapter. Where you want me to go next? Because this one ain't there. Can I go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. But thank you for the acknowledgement and accept the knowledge that you, you get in this chapter. Accept it. Hard times, accept it. Accept what you'll learn through your hard times. Right. Because I agree because like some of the most difficult uh, points in last year, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. I was like, at that point, I'm like, there's no reason behind this. Because at the end of the day, yeah, God sets lessons, but also I'm like, we still have the option of free will, meaning people can do stuff outside of God's will. So, uh-huh. so I'm over here like, Lord, this can't be you acting like this. <laughs> I was like, ain't no way. What am I possibly learning other than heartbreak right now? Right. But um, I think the 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 beauty came in when I realized, oh, that's because God told me in four weeks I'm gonna be in Charlotte by myself. That's because God told me. If nothing, if he couldn't, if he wasn't going to move stuff, I was going to never move because uh-huh. I wasn't listening. Uh-huh. I've told you in the beginning. I feel like in the beginning of the year, he told me it's time for me to pivot. It was time for me to go. Uh-huh. But I, I was so complacent to what I wanted and to what I only what I saw for myself. Now I realized that was me lowballing because I can't see what he sees. Uh-huh. But he was like, if I don't make something shake, you're going to just be stuck and you're going to be realized why you always you never feel complete. So. It, I look so back and I'm like, he gave me all these tools because he knew I was going to need to learn how to speak up for myself. He knew I was going to yes. learn how to uh, navigate life when it's just kind of solo. And I'm like, I'm not like by myself, but navigate life where it's just me right now and uh-huh. trust myself and my instinct and my decision. And the only way for me uh-huh. to do that was if I separated, if I let go and try to create ground somewhere else. So even in yeah. the midst of the chaos where you like, Lord, this ain't you behaving like this because ain't no way. And uh-huh. you look back and you're like, all right, that, maybe that was a way. Maybe that was a yeah. way. You kind of ate with that little one right there. 
Yeah, because he was like, like she, she hard-headed. And then when you will call me and I'm telling you, like, yeah, sweetheart, you're sitting in somewhere you're not supposed to be sitting at. Move. I couldn't. And you're like, but mommy, da 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 da. You'll find 10,000 excuses mm-hmm. with the, but you'll be like, but it's been heavy on my heart because you were supposed, not to, supposed move. to move. And then he gave you an earthquake. Yep, and then not only that, the second I said I was ready to move, look at all the opportunities. How fast I got a place and a job in this climate. And a job. Yeah. God already knew that was coming And not that any apartment, another luxury apartment. Mm, real nice. In a gated community. Mm-hmm. You know? That's crazy. I th- I just think that's like the, the, the craziest thing because life comes at you fast, but it's, a, it's how you... And that's perspective, how you take what's given to you, right? Because, for yeah. example, with your health issues, you could have taken that and been like, oh, what was me? Granted, I still believe you still have every right to feel that way because you, what you go through was nowhere near easy. Yeah. But you were like, okay, this is a challenge. Let's see how to work through this. Let's see how to do this. With kids that were sick, you were like, let's see how to work through this, how to do this. It was yeah. never... It was never standstill it was never stuck it was never crippling it was never it was nothing it was like okay god what's next and i i I truly appreciate that groundwork that you prepared me for because a lot of times when people expect me to be stressed i'm not because i can't because i found security in god that god has not felt me yet so i'm gonna keep trusting him and also i was taught my entire life when something happened to you, grandma, like grandma said, you got five minutes to cry, and then what's next? And it's not like you're pushing it off. Right it's now. just that you don't get to soak in it and sit in it forever. Process like, it. You have to process yeah. it. Five, let the tears flow for five minutes, and just let it go. Because God, what, 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 how are we going to handle That's That's mm-hmm. mission time. God, how are we going to handle this at mm-hmm. the end? Thank you for my tears, but how are we going to handle this? Right. Because... If you don't manifest, if you if you let it manifest in the inside, you it's going to destroy you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, become a whole nother person. Get it out of you, right? So you can move forward. Yeah. Got to move forward, and let's just be honest. Me with fibromyalgia, and happy fibromyalgia month because I yesterday was National Fibromyalgia Day. Oh, and sorry, Mama. Happy yeah, May twelfth. You know day. that. So it's, it's it's been so crazy lately, but um me with fibromyalgia and you and your sister didn't have normal illnesses no the things that happened to you guys were not normal like health phenomenons yeah yes so when i tell people between the seventh grade and i can go back far as the fifth grade Mm -hmm. but the seventh grade through the ninth through the twelfth grade is you and your sister combined missed almost three years of school and never stayed back People were like, how? The foundation of the school system and the mm-hmm. teachers that will come out with to you and support mm-hmm. you through it, come to my house and help you study, make sure you had your packages. That's what love looks like. What, what year was that? Shout out to my eighth grade uh, science teacher. I will never forget. He came over. He We went to the uh, we went downstairs and he was uh-huh. to fill out the little package yep. name because I was too sick to go to school. Yeah. Shout out to people like that, man. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about mm-hmm. even in, in y'all trunk party that y'all had uh, teachers and, and and people coming to your trunk party for college. Like 
you guys made a mark in this world. You made a super mark on this planet, and I thank God for you. Thank God for I thank God for you. Being a mom is, like I said, one of the most beautiful gifts that God can ever, ever give me. Mm-hmm. Something that in this church life we will say that having a child out of wedlock is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, that means, Lord, I sinned against you and you still blessed me. Mm-hmm. You still found favor in me to give me not one, but two beautiful daughters. How can I ever think I couldn't thank him enough? I can't thank him enough. I am grateful for every struggle, every tear, every blood, sweat, and tear I put into you. I am grateful for it. I love being a mom. I tell you, I always tell you that. I I always love being a mom. Mm-hmm. Cause it's cool. I got cool kids. I got. Mm-hmm. I always tell y'all that too. I got cool kids. Even in the rough time, you still my cool kids. Mm-hmm. Even when you get on my last nerve, <laughs> you still my cool kids. People be like, "Oh, they're twenty, you're grown now." I said, "Baby, you never stop being a mommy." That's very true. You might stop being a mom. I'm a mommy. Like, it is different. I'm mommy at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm mommy at 3 o'clock in the morning. If they call me at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm still mommy. Your mommy, mommy at, my head hurt. Your mommy at 11.30 at night. You hear me? Because <laughs> this is how it's going to flow every day, all day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Okay. All right, mama. Thank you so much for, um, like I said, sharing this platform with me today i really wanted to before i close out i just want to say how much i love you and i appreciate you and i truly value you like i feel like there would be never enough words to describe the type of woman you are the type of woman you continue to be um but this i'm going to start bringing up grandma a little bit but i want to let you know that when grandma passed i've always heard that like adults become children again when they lose their their parent and I think that was the first time I saw you revert back to like a child that I wish I could kind of hold all the time. Um, constantly hearing you say like you wanted her and all of this, and I feel like for the first time as your child, like that was something I legit could never feel for you. That level of pain I could never feel for you. Not saying that you ever looked to us to do that. But, you know, when you love somebody so much, you wish there was some, that one thing you wish you could remove. And unfortunately, I couldn't do that. But I pray that you see, continue to see the importance and the value that you have, not only in Deja now, but, like, in the world and how people approach you and the type of person you've become for so many people, like, you're such a, a beautiful spirit and so many people still see hurt in you. Like people will always say that because not only do you not look like her, <laughs> but you carry yourself like her. You become the Shanti. Like you become that person. Like for so many people and in the midst of that, I just want to make sure that it's a heavy name to hold, but I want to make sure and I feel like this is kind of something that grandma did, but I feel like 
a part of me feel like she would 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 have done this more, which focused on her a lot more than she did. And I just want to make sure that in the midst of everything, in the midst of the kids, in the midst of, I want to make sure you continue to put yourself first because you being the best version of yourself is the only thing I can only pray for and hope for as your child. And I also can't wait to give you the life and to help you create the life that I've always envisioned me giving you. Um, it's the one thing that motivates me. It's I want to see you in the places you've dreamed about living in or owning places in and doing all that stuff. And I know that's something that you want to do for you, but that's if that's not my biggest motivator, I really don't know what it is. Like, that's one thing where I'm like, I want my mama to have this and I want it to come from me. So if I can't guarantee you anything, I'm, you're, you're, going to, you're going to be all right. Like, you're going to be all right because of God because of how you are, because of the people that protect you, because you protect people, but also because I just love you to death. And I, I wish it was so much more I could say. I wish it was so much I could do. I wish there were so many moments I could have protected you from, which is crazy, me being a child. But um, I just love you so much. And it's, you're, you're amazing. And I just can't wait to continuously see all the things that God has for you in the future. So I just wanted to let you know that before um, I closed out and gave you that last question, I just feel like the world should know how much I literally love you, adore you. Um, in the midst of even like little bitty fights here and there, because at the end of the day, you are a cancer child and you got two Scorpios. <laughs> you got two Scorpios. But, um, no, and in all seriousness, like, it was never a time when love was just did not exist there. And I, I love you for that. And I'm so thankful for that. You're more than welcome. Mm -hmm. I am honored to accept the flowers that you have just given me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am. I am. It keeps me humble. I always told you that being a mom keeps me humble keeps me in my place you know so i thank you you're welcome so without further ado the last kind of question combo i kind of want to ask um knowing that it's been now four years since grandma passed which makes it real difficult the fact that she i remember two days after her passing we were in church on mother's day how crazy yes yes um, up boldly. literally um, uh -huh. And side note, I was also this part of episode long. We just sharing, but I was also looking back um, that dinner that Deja and I threw for you, and you, your birthday was only a couple months after Grandma passed, and um, uh -huh. and then uh, her funeral was only a couple weeks before your birthday. Like, yeah, I was just looking. I was buried like, her on June first, birthday July first. Yes. Yeah, I was like that smile. Like, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, knowing that grandma passed four years ago, um, I want you to just end it all because this is a Mother's Day special on what is the your most favorite thing about grandma. Like, what was the one thing that you really, really loved about her? That is so hard to answer, Deanna. I know. It was so many things. Um, I love the fact she never stop letting me be her little girl mm. 
Um, uh. I remember one night I got up to use the bathroom, and before I went to bed, I was just so tired. It's one of those days I was so tired, I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And um, just just overwhelmed. You guys were in college, and I'm overwhelmed. And I got up, I, I must have fell asleep crying, so I got up to use the bathroom. She was sitting in the room with her door open in the back room, and she's watching television, just singing. You know how your grandmother mm-hmm. is. And she's watching TV. I'm going to go use the bathroom, and she come. I come out the bathroom. <laughs> And she says, what's wrong, baby? I was like, nothing, I was asleep. She says, no, baby. She says, you tired, you're lonely. And I just broke down crying. And she's like, come and sit beside mommy. She was on her bed, so I said, and she just let me lay my head on her. And she just rocked me. And she says, baby, God got something for you. I don't know what it is. She said, I'm telling you, you're going to be all right. I promise you, baby. It's not going to always be like this. Mm -hmm. It's not going to always be like this. She says, you're going to grow. You're going to be all right. And she just sung to me and she just rocked me back and forth. When you have a mother like that, that no matter what, you're her little girl. You're never too old. I'm never too old to be Shanti's little girl. Mm-hmm. She always made sure that I understood that I was her child, mm-hmm. even as an adult. It's not that she didn't let me be grown because I'm already grown. She knew I'm grown, but she became my friend mm-hmm. and my mother. And she allowed me to be her little girl all in the same time. As I will drive down the street, she will grab my hand and we would be in a car singing tongues or sometimes I'll be in so much pain from the illness. And, you know, grandma didn't drive. So I'm driving. Yes. Where we go? No driving. Girl, you already know. <laughs> and she will hold my hand while I'm driving. And I, I miss that. I, I miss her grabbing my hand. All day, every day, even if I'm just walking past the room, she's like, come in, she just hold my hand and swing it back and forth. That was my best friend. That was my, she was my mover and shaker. She loved us. She was definitely my person. She knew me without me opening my mouth. She knew Mm -hmm. me. She knew my feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I miss most about her. And what was the other question? You said you had a door Um, question? Yes. So um, since her passing, what is something that you wish she was here to physically experience? Because you know know she's here in the spirit, but what is something that (laughs) you wish, like something that may have happened or occurred where you're like, I wish she was physically here? It's truth. I already know what you want to say. Go ahead. Do you? I do. Me falling in love. Mm -hmm. Me falling in love. I did not think I can fall in love without her. I didn't. That's, until today, um, I've been in my relation, you know, in July 5th will be three years. Yeah. Um, to fall in love without my best friend 
with something I didn't think I could do. But then God gives me a man that holds my hand in the car like my mom holds my hand. He puts me first. Like in little ways that my mom would do. He does little things that mommy would do. And when God blesses you like that, you want to share with your person. Mm -hmm. You want your person to see. First of all, I want her to know that she was right about them. I was going to say, God bless you with that in a person that already knew her. Like, yeah. you don't have to explain the relationship because he knew it already. Yeah. It was just a shock of who it was. Like, yeah. But he, I want her to there. know she was right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he did love me. He was in love with me. And he is, he is so in love with me. Mm -hmm. He waited until he heard me to be ready for him. Um, I just wanted to, sh I want to share that with her. I want her to see my joy. I found out after she passed, she told a couple of her siblings. That make sure she fall in love mm. you make sure that my baby don't come so become so wrapped up in heartbreak she pushes everybody away mm -hmm. you make sure she gets married you make sure she does everything she wants to do because my baby deserves it. She's too young not mm -hmm. to live her life. She said, I won't be here. She told him she won't be here. But their job was to make sure that I was covered. My mom was calling my friends to the hospital. And we will go see her together, but She'll always say, I had to get you to the gift shop to give me this or somewhere to give me that in the hospital. Wow, mm -hmm. you know. And she was also talking to my friends and making sure, make sure she eats. Mm -hmm. Make sure she does certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <sighs> to understand that kind of beauty in a woman. She was a flash of star. Came in so fast and gone too soon. Absolutely. Gone too soon. We don't know. We don't hear enough about HLH. About the travesty, it, disruption it causes in the family. It came into our family and it ripped our hearts out. This disease, this mystery. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Within six months, it ripped us to the core. But now mm. it's five months.
if there was one thing I would say, that's what it would be. I wish she was here to see how happy in love I am. And that's the truth. So with um I miss her every day, but uh with that being said, just to kind of finish out this episode and um I really do appreciate you for opening up with, with that right now because that is something very hard. It's a no that conversation will never get easier. But um definitely considering you I wanted to ask that question because it's so hard to think about just one thing that you wish that she could have been here to experience because you want her to experience everything. Everything. But thank you for sharing that. But just to kind of close out this episode, um, I just want to know, like, what are just a couple, like, or just one, maybe, whatever, uh, life lessons you've learned from her and that you still use today? Like some core, with like the core life lessons she taught you. Self care. Bingo. That was a self care queen right there. <laughs> self care. Definitely self care. You would know. You know for yourself. Mm-hmm. My mom would make sure staycations didn't just happen. I've been on the staycation thing for a long time. Yeah. And then she will be like, when I come back from my staycation, she will say, what? Make your next appointment at the hotel again so you can go back in six weeks. Right. She was she was serious about my staycations. She was serious about getting my hands and feet done. She was serious about um, taking a hot bubble bath. Heather, pulling you a glass of wine and go put your feet up. You know, mm-hmm. dance it out. Literally dancing out. People be like, how do you know that's my mama? Like, people be like, Sister Cherry? Yes, Sister Cherry can dance. Sister Cherry, that rhythm. You think, listen, Mm -hmm. Sister Cherry, Sister Cherry, honey, Mm -hmm. I shout to you all day. You feel me? My mother was so funny. Yeah. You know, I spent so much time. We've been talking about this the whole segment, but the, with the illness and with raising kids with health issues, you know, for a while there, I was serious about life. I was so serious, you know, that because it was my fear. I was so afraid because I, she came to me. She said, baby, you got to smile more. You're so serious about life. And I know life is serious for you right now. And this was at the I went to college and, you know, I'm here taking care of her and dad. And she's like, no, nah, baby, um, baby, you got to laugh. It's okay to laugh. And it broke me down to the point I cried so much. And then to the point that I needed that. She needed to see me. Or she needed to get tired of seeing me so serious all the time. That she used to be like, baby, lighten up. Like, <laughs> it's cool to be cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. But I was always waiting for the next shoe to drop. I didn't have time to I, mentally. I, yeah, so because I know soon as I laugh, ha ha ha, something's going else going to happen. Mm. And I was so tired. I was so drained. So those are the things that um she taught me to do mm-hmm. to to laugh even when it's hard. Find joy. Look at the beauty. I I tell you when you start the time. Went to your phone. 
find your beauty and take a picture of. Do it. I got all of this from my mom. Because that's all you need. Make sure you're reading your word. Make sure you're reading your word. Know that God is in you. Know God is in you. You take God everywhere you go. That means who you show up to be. And if you're a Christian woman, and if you're a woman who loves God, make sure that the people sees God in you. You know? Lead with love. Lead with love needs no room to answer the question, do she, she made? No, lead with it. You know, don't stoop to other people's levels. That's what she taught me. She's a cool kid. She is. I love her. <laughs> She's a cool kid. That one right there was a real cool kid. Yes. One of yeah. She was never seen without a fresh red nail, honey. You hear me? Listen. Oval shape. Oval shape. Listen, that's Blame how I get my nails. Yep. Yep. Listen. <laughs> Don't play with her hands. She like, I need my hands done. Oh, I need my hands done. And you already know she ain't drive, and she ain't taking no public transportation. Oh no, see? you already know. You better, you better allot some time to take her because she going. You and me. She don't care who taking. She's going. She's going. <laughs> and they ain't gonna be on the public transportation. I can't. I can't even picture her. I, I can't even fathom. Yeah. I can't even picture her catching a lift, child. I can't picture her doing none of that. She will lose her mind. Like, who are you? Girl. <laughs> oh but um, thank you so much for joining me in today's episode, Mama. I really, I really appreciate it. It's going uh, it went a lot smoother than I could ever imagine. I'm just, I don't know. This is making me miss you more. Like, I just, ugh. but anyway, <laughs> thank you for um. Just sharing your thoughts and sharing life with with my audience, I think that this would be something that people really appreciate. Definitely, my friends that love you already, they'll love hearing your voice again. And um, I just appreciate you so much. And once again, like Happy Mother's Day because I'm, I'm sad that I'm not physically there to spend it with you this year, but I'm glad that we at least have this conversation and can hold space for that. Yeah. Well, I am grateful and honored to share this space with you as well thank you for inviting me um we were trying to figure out when we were going to do a show and this seems like the perfect day to go ahead and do a show together because it's nothing greater to me than being a mom having you in this new element and on this new chapter of your book of life is amazing to me you've been wanting to do this for years and the fact that you're actually doing it yeah and then you invite me you want to talk to me your mother i thought i was going to be nervous but i'm like break it you already know i was like are we videoing this like yes let me show my hands like well, you already you, know. <laughs> you already know i'm i'm fresh you know i got my nails did right. i was gonna let you bring it out right, right. so but i thank you okay. i am honored and any time you want me back or if you think of something else like i'm, I'm here for you. you um i'm never not going to be here for you and your sister this is um it's a privilege so thank you oh thank you <laughs> all right and thank you audience yeah we appreciate y'all for listening this is the longest episode yet y'all be moving up we're moving up 
no more seasons of episodes like <laughs> um but yeah uh i'm gonna go ahead and just close out here y'all because i need to talk to my mama um but i love y'all i pray that you all have a beautiful week um just automatically think this week's going to be amazing so you're not confused when good things happen to you uh enjoy the weather outside it's real nice it's real nice it's getting sunny enjoy that and i will talk to you all in the next episode bye lovelies <laughs>